0: Good morning, friends. It's a privilege to be back here in the tabernacle again this morning to continue this great uh, message that we're endeavoring to explain this uh, 70th week of Daniel. And we're happy to see so many gathered out on this hot day. And uh, yet we're sorry that we do not have the seating room to see people as... Packed together like that, and standing around, it makes it uh, unhandy. And not being as comfortable as you should, it makes it hard for you to understand. But we will do everything that we can to make it quick, and, and today I hope that you'll, if I'm a little lingering, that you'll excuse me, because this is the nailing down time of this message. The very time to nail it down. We set it in three orders so that we could be sure to get it. Of course, the, the visible congregation knows that these are this messages are being taped, and they're sent all around the world. Practically, every nation receives these tapes around the world. And uh, I'd like to say this to the listeners of the tape, wherever you are and what part of the world that you're in, that there may be some things in here that you might not agree with me upon the teachings that I, I do. But I would like to state, brethren, maybe that if you uh, uh, would s- explain it the way you saw it, uh, it might be different from what I would believe it. I would be glad to listen at what you've got to say. And uh, it's with the thought that I bring these messages from the, God's Word uh, in my heart is for the edifying of the church, for all the church, the church universal, Christ church. University, Amen. And I certainly do believe that we're living in the last days, and my endeavors to explain this, and yet not try to make it, push it one way or the other, I have never been guilty as I know of, of doing that. Many times people hear from tapes and they say, well, I disagree with that. He just don't know his teaching, doesn't know the Scripture, well, that, that may be all true. Yeah, I wouldn't say that isn't true. But to me, I, I study it, not taking any uh, any words. I read what other man has to say and appreciate them. Everything that anyone says, I appreciate it. But then then I take it to God and I stay with it until I can explain it from Genesis to Revelation. Amen. And then see it all hook up in the Bible and then I, I know it's somewhere near right. And of course, we're... You're right. That's just one place that I got off the, the the line at. And maybe where you're wrong or right, that's where I got off the line and vice versa. So we appreciate all you fine people that's here in the audience this morning, and for you fine people who hear these tapes, and we, uh, all it's done is all for the kingdom of God. I have many fine friends throughout the world that I appreciate so much and believe that I'll spend an eternity with them. And it would not be in my heart to try to to deceive those people by any means, but to try to bring to pass everything that I can to help them. I feel like Solomon did when he prayed and said, give him wisdom that he might be able to lead God's people. That's my sincere prayer. My associates with me uh, here are, I see Brother Mercer and Brother Roy Borders and Brother Neville. Billy Paul, my son, he's <coughs> here somewhere, and the brother and Teddy and men, I appreciate all these people who come to help me. I remember here not long ago, Brother Leo, uh, a vision that he had. <laughs> Dream, he called it, one night when we first met, that he saw a great pyramid, peak, way up in the air. And I was up there preaching somewhere, and he climbed up to see what it was all about. And when he got up there on top of this peak, why? He said, way off in kind of a silver-looking light, or like a platter, I was standing preaching to the people. And he attracted my attention, and I looked around to him, and he said, how did you ever get out there? How could I get out there? I said, Leo, no one can come out here. God has to take a man here. Now, you're not to come up here. You're to go down and witness to those people down there, after you have seen it, that it's the truth, that that is the truth. Leo climbs back down to witness to the people. How long goes has that been, Brother Leo? Several years, hasn't it? Several years. Since then, as far as I know, he's been faithful in doing that. Witnessing to the people that the ministry comes from God. Now, and I I do not want it to come from me. If it is from me, then it's no good, because there's no good in a man. It has to come from God. Now, when I look around... And yesterday afternoon, I shook hands with my friend, Brother West. I haven't spotted him yet in the building. Yes, I have now, this morning. And you know how far them people drive all the way from down in in Alabama of a Sunday to get here, from way down in Alabama. Brother Welch Evans, I missed him last Sunday. Somebody said he was here today. Them people drive from Tipton, Georgia to be here. And Brother, sitting here, his partner, so many, Brother Palmer from Macon, Georgia. And uh, I see, I believe, uh, Sister um, Ungren and them back there, they're all the way from Memphis, Tennessee. Now, you think, and others from other places, just met a lady in here from over, way over in South Carolina. Now, you think that people here started looking over from Chicago and all, just different places, driving hundreds and hundreds of miles just to uh-huh. attend the service. Then when they get here, no room to sit down. Not an air-conditioned room, an old hot building to stand in. Wiping perspiration, taking them money from the table from their children. They come here to listen to that message. You mean to tell me there's not a beyond this stream somewhere that there's a place they're going one of these days? Sure yeah. there is. That's faithfulness. Those people are tithe payers. No, did they come? They bring in their tithe and offerings and bring it into the house of the Lord. Trying to do what is right. God richly bless a loyal people like that. God's mercy and grace be with them. I see my friend Charlie Cox, those from down southern Kentucky. Just everywhere, you look around, you see people from different places. This young man sitting here, I can't call his name. I met him in Chicago. But you're from some Bible school away from here somewhere, aren't you? Springfield, Missouri, Assembly of God Bible School. Yeah, well, fine. You see, they just come from everywhere. In this little bitty old church, just think. About around 30 years ago, when I laid the cornerstone that morning, I was standing on 7th Street, one block away. I wasn't even married yet, just a young man. And I seen a vision of people packed and jammed in here from everywhere. And I was so happy, standing behind the pulpit. And that's when he told me, but this is not your tabernacle. <clears throat> and he set me down under the skies. And um, you know the rest of the story, which is wrote on the leaf of the Bible laying in the cornerstone there. <clears throat> I'm so grateful for you people. I can't. That, that's so little to to just say. Well, I'm grateful for you, but I pray for you. I believe in you. I believe in your experiences of God. I don't believe that a man or woman would drive hundreds and hundreds of miles to come here to show what kind of clothes they were wearing. <laughs> I, I don't think they would do that. Amen. No. They wouldn't come here just to be seen. They're coming here because they're deeply and in insincerely for the salvation of their souls. My prayer is, God, help me. Help me to just be at least half that sincere. To try to minister to them with all that's in my heart and looking to God. The message you see this morning, it's brought out here on the blackboard here. It's just merely to make... To explain as I go along, to try to make uh, that you might understand what I'm trying to speak of. And this 70 weeks of Daniel has been one great study. Two days and two nights almost, I've been at the end of the week here, I've been on it, trying to find what words to say for truth. It's got to compare with the rest of the Bible. See, you just can't take it, this one little scripture, and make a, an understanding and then say, well, this is what this says. And then turn around and say, well, uh, uh, but over here, it, it says something else. Contradicts this. It can't do that. It's got to say the same thing all the time. If you don't, that well, then, then you're, you're wrong. And that's the way I've tried to teach it. By the way, on the tapes, minutes on the tapes, the greatest uh, criticism I have on tapes of my brethren out in the different parts of the world is believing in the grace of God that I teach the way I do that we were predestinated before the beginning of the world. My Pentecostal brethren, of course, I know that your views are legalist. And I, I know it's a little upsetting to your views. But would you, as a Christian brother, would you just give it enough consideration to get on your knees before God with your Bible and ask God to explain it to you? Would you do that? Would you take the legalistic point and try to make it connect from Genesis to Revelation? And the seed of the serpent, that's the killer. Many people don't believe that. But if you'll just read in Genesis, the Bible said that the serpent had a seed. And I'll put enmity between the serpent's seed and the woman's seed. So the serpent had a seed. And if the serpent's seed was spiritual, then Jesus was not a man. So the woman's seed was spiritual. They both had seeds, and the enmity is still there, and the serpent had a seed. And if you'll just take your Bible and get down and be real reverent before God, I believe God will reveal it to you. And if you do not understand it, I'm, I'm available anytime to do my very best to help you by letter or by or by personal interview or anything that I could do to help you. Of course, we realize that that doesn't save a man, neither does it condemn a man. But it only brings light upon the subject that we're all trying so hard to get the people to see. Amen. See, it only brings light
1: Hallelujah. now
0: to the audience is visible. I said this because the tapes, you see, these tapes go all everywhere. Now, let us bow our heads just a moment before we approach the author of this word. Now, how many in the audience this morning is needy? Just saying, I'm needy. Oh God, be merciful to me. Amen. The Lord bless. And to those who will hear the tape, when you hear it, may God grant your request. Our Heavenly Father, we are a grateful people, yet an unworthy people. But we are approaching thy throne of grace this morning because that we have been bid to come. Jesus said, you ask the Father anything in my name, I'll do it. Now, we know that that is true. And here in the audience and out in the the land where the tapes will go, there will probably be tens of thousands of born-again Christians hear this. And we know, Father, that when we are born again that our Spirit is born from above. It is the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, upon us. We realize that that Holy Spirit is all-powerful. And can do anything for us that we desire to be done. Then, Heavenly Father, we would ask you to release our faith to that spirit. That it might be able to secure for us this morning and for the glory of the kingdom of God all these requests and desires. That we might be healed of our sicknesses and our afflictions. That we might serve our God with all that's in it. Open up our ears of understanding today. And as I endeavor to bring forth this great question and clear it in the people's mind. Now I have it written out here, Lord, upon paper and also drawn upon this blackboard, this chart. But totally insufficient to explain it. Now we call on you, the great Master Who wrote the Word, who inspired it, who gave it to the prophet Daniel. And we pray that you'll send the inspiration this morning in these last days, as he said the book would be closed until this time. That you will open our understandings. And may there be a soft bedded faith in our heart that'll let the Word take hold and life bring forth the trees of righteousness in our lives that it's intended to do, our faith in God. May it secure that for us this morning, for we humbly wait now in dedicating ourselves to Thee, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now we are grateful for this morning for the grand opportunity again to open up these pages of God's eternal Word. Now, the reason that I have taken up on myself to try to explain this is because of we're going through the book of Revelation, and we just come through the seven church ages. And then at the end of the third chapter of the book of Revelation, the church is taken from the earth. Up into glory. And I am trying with all my heart to get this to the people that they are expecting something to happen that they see wrote in the book of Revelations when it was not applied in the church age. And we are nearer the end than you think. A few nights ago, Billy, or my daughter-in-law, rather, called me way in the night and said there was a man named Andy Herman, which is a cousin of mine, was laying dying in the hospital. I went out to see him, but I doped him so much that he's asleep, and I couldn't talk to him. The next morning, I asked God to keep him alive so I could... He's a good man, but he just wasn't a Christian. He's not an uncle. He's a cousin, married a cousin of mine. And then... When Aunt Eighty told me, standing there, she said, "Billy, all these eighty years of his life, he hasn't served God." But said a few weeks ago, he was sitting in the house. He, eighty years old. Of course, he doesn't do much manual labor. But said, he called her and said, Adie, you know what? Christ came before me here just a few minutes ago." She looked and said, "Andy, are are you, what's the matter?" She said, "He said no. He stood right here before me and he said something." Said, "What did he say?" "It's later." than you think. In a few weeks and then two or three weeks he was stroked and laying paralyzed under in the hospital dying. I said, Ain't any shame on you? We're not calling me or somebody to get his heart in condition for this hour that he's now arrived at. I asked the Lord the next morning when I he couldn't talk, so I just asked him, I said, Can you hear me, Uncle Andy? And he, he could nod his head a little and move his jaws. I prayed for him, had him to confess his sins before God. I wanted to baptize him, and ain't he wanted to be baptized. I went down the hall to see a young lady that lives in the neighborhood here that was going to send to the mental hospital, and the Lord done a great thing for her come home. Then uh, on the road up, I met a colored sister, and she said, aren't you uh, Brother Branham? I said, I am. She said, Do you remember me? I'm Miss Dry. And I said, Yes, I believe I do, Pete Dry and them. I said, Yeah, I remember you. She looked into the room, and when we did, I wonder why she said that. There Uncle Andy, done raised up in the bed and sitting up there, moving his hands and arms like anybody else, trying to get the thing, the bed thing down so he could get out of there and get away. Now, they're coming to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, he and his wife. So. But what I said that for, it's later than we think. Amen. And I believe that this seventy weeks of Daniel will bring it to our understanding. Now most of our Pentecostal brethren, which I said earlier on the tape, that they disagree with this. They're looking for a great, powerful something to happen. And my brethren, if you listen real close and, not, and listen, you'll find out that that great, powerful something has done past. Amen. Jesus is ready to return. The church leaves on the third chapter of Revelation. Nothing said in there about nothing but just the last thing was the last messenger of the age. Then we deal with the Jews until the coming again with the bride of the 19th chapter. From the 6th to the 19th chapter is all Jewish. That's where I want to get to my good brother over here doing these seals, Brother Woods, which was formerly... Jehovah Witness, he and all of his family here this morning that uh, those 144,000 were not had anything to do with the Gentiles. They're Jews. See? And it isn't the mystic body of Christ in the earth today. The bride is that mystic body. By the Holy Spirit we're baptized into that mystic body. Now, we know that In the book of Daniel here, where we've been reading, we'll just read again because it's his word. In the ninth chapter of Daniel, 24th verse, Seventy weeks are determined upon thy people, upon thy holy city, to finish the transgression, to make an end of sin, and to make reconciliation for iniquity, and to bring in everlasting righteousness, and to seal up the vision and prophecy, and to anoint the most holy. 25th verse. Know therefore and understand that from... Now, that's what we've been speaking on. And we ended up on that last Sunday night, anointing the Most Holy. Here's where we begin this morning on the 25th verse. And therefore, know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to rebuild Jerusalem, that's my holy city, see, unto Messiah the Prince shall be seven weeks and score and... 2 weeks, and the streets shall be built again, and the walls in, even in troublesome times. And after threescore and two weeks shall Messiah be cut off, but not for himself. And the people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary, and the end thereof shall be with great flood, and unto the end of the war desolations are determined." And, I mean, that's the end of the war. We have it on the board here. And now we're starting something else. And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. And in the midst of the week, he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. And for the overspreading of abomination, he shall make it decent even unto the consummation. That's all. And that determined shall be poured out upon the desolate. Oh, what a lesson. I said to my wife the other day, I wonder if the people are really getting it. I, I want you to get it. Don't, if you, we have to stay here all day long. Just stay. Uh, we, we, we want to get it. See, we, we want to know that it's truth. And you, if you can just only see it. And I asked maybe then afterwards I'm going to leave the chart hang here and you, you can draw it out afterwards. Come in here this afternoon whenever you want to and draw out the charts and so forth. It'll help you to understand. That's the reason I put it there so that you would understand it. Now, let's review just a little bit so we can get a base. Now, there was... Daniel was concerned about his people because he had read Jeremiah the prophet and understood that Jeremiah had said that they would be in captivity for 70 years. And then he seen then they had already been in captivity for 68 years. So he knew the time was at hand. So he set aside all of his work, pulled out as it was the shades of all his daily tasks, set his face to God, put on sackcloth and ashes, and went to fasting and praying, that he might understand when that time would be. Amen. Then we find, <clears throat> as I have stated before, you turn that around towards that way just a little bit. The fan, it's just a little bit too much. It makes me hoarse. Then, um, thank you, brother. Now, that we find out that Daniel, he wanted this information for his people. And I think if Daniel, reading the prophets before him, and had uh, this kind of an understanding that he was near the end and sought God to find out how close the end was, then I think we're justified by seeing that we're at the end of the road now uh, put on, not sackcloth and ashes, but throw off the things of the world and our cares of this life and seek God to find out what day of the year are we in? Because we see we're at the end. Amen. Amen. And so that the church will fast and pray and be ready. That's why I have endeavored to take upon myself, not knowing how to explain this, because i bypassed it each time and said them 70 weeks of Daniel, because I could not understand it. And that's why I've taken it upon myself now to try to explain it and I believe by the help of the Lord, I can do it with his grace to bring it to show you how close we are to the coming of the Lord. Now, Daniel was this in two years. Then we find out that while he was in prayer, the angel Gabriel rushed to him and not only explained to him when his people were going out of captivity, but also all that was determined for his people. All that was yet left for his people, he said, there are seventy of weeks yet left for the Jews. Then we find that he had a sixfold purpose, and one of them was to finish the transgression, and um, and uh, to make an end of sin, to make reconciliations for iniquity, bring everlasting righteousness in. seal up the vision and prophecy, and to anoint the most holy. And we've taken, last Sunday morning, Daniel in his condition down there praying, last Sunday evening, giving the Scriptures so that people would read it when they got home. Did you read it? Did you like it? Wonderful. Now, the sixth fold purpose, and we find out that on this sixth purpose, to anoint the Most Holy, we find out that Most Holy always represented the church, the tabernacle. And the last thing was to be done was to anoint the most holy, that's the millennial, tabernacle that he'll live in during the millennial that we'll live in. Now, today, now we are approaching what is the 70 weeks. And this is a very vital part. The 70 weeks. Now, we know the Scriptures cannot lie. They have to be truth. Amen. And if this angel, Gabriel, come and told Daniel that there's only 70 weeks left for the Jews, now we would apply that to six-day or seven-day week. But in prophecy, it's always given in parables. And so, no doubt, that down through the age, there has been hundreds times hundreds of people, scholars, able man trying to explain what these 70 a weeks were. And I've read many of their commentaries on them. And uh, I'm very grateful to Mr. Smith of the Adventist Church for his views. I'm very grateful to Dr. Larkin of his views. I'm grateful to all these great scholars for their views on this. And in reading them, it enlightens me much that I can find places that Looks right. But to get the views that I, I thought that I would like to explain, I searched through the encyclopedia of time to find out what time meant. And we find out over here we got time, time, and dividing of time. What is time? What is a week? Now that's been 3,430 years ago since this was, uh, since God started dealing with the Jews. Many, many years ago, Daniel was B.C. That time was B.C. 538. 538 years before Christ when he spoke this for time, time, and dividing of time and 70 weeks. Look where 70 weeks would take him. While he was still in Babylon in 70 weeks. And yet God told him that that was all the time that was determined upon the people. Now, my church here knows that all through the years I've always told you if you want to know what day of the week it is, look at the calendar. But if you want to know the time we're living in, watch those Jews. That's the only timepiece God allowed in. No no certain times for the Gentiles. There was no certain space of time. And that's why I think that many great writers mixed it up was trying to apply this to the Jew and Gentile because he said, thy people. But he was talking to Daniel, not to the church. Daniel's people, the Jew. If he was talking to the church, you can't make that run nowhere. You're, you're way back even before the coming of Christ. it run out any kind of prophetic weeks you wanted want to put it in. It's already run out. But he was talking to the Jew, so therefore the Jew is God's timepiece. Amen. Amen. You remember here not long ago when Brother Argenbreit of California, the vice president of the International Full Gospel Businessman's Association, come to my house and brought a... A tape, and getting out of tape, but a a movie film. That did, of three minutes till midnight. That was taken on a scientific research. When I seen those Jews return in, back into Jerusalem, i come down here to the tabernacle and I said, I feel like I've had a reconversion. Many of you remember that. I said, to see those Jews returning back. Jesus said in Matthew, the 24th chapter, when you see the fig tree putting forth its buds, You know what to look for. See? The Jews returning. Now, I've got some comments wrote out here. I would like to go into them. Now, now I'll take my time so that you can also write them out. Now, this all takes place, these, now we, up during the time that we're in now, all this takes place to, it's Jewish, nothing to do with the church at all. Anything from Revelations, the third chapter on to the 19th, has not one thing to do with the church. You cannot make it come out right. It's just not there. Now, I want to explain how I found this. Now, on the board, many of you will see that I've got drawn out space-time, how that it comes into space so that it can be made that everyone can understand. Can you... You can't see it from the back, I suppose. It's too small a writing. And that's Becky's writing, And that picture, I had one worse than that, but Becky drawed that. Uh, the image of Nebuchadnezzar's dream, and I think it looks more like a girl, Becky, than it does a man. But anyhow, it'll, it'll furnish the information what we want. Now, if we read in the Bible... That there is 70 weeks determined upon the people. Now, it has nothing to do with the church, the 70 weeks has nothing to do with the church. If you notice here on the chart, I've got the church age in between those 70 weeks. We got over here, some brother down in Georgia drawed it for us over here as we went through the church ages, and we're sure we can understand what this means. This white in the church here, that means it was all apostolic. And then in the second church age, they had the doctrine of the Nicoladians. Or they had the works of the Nicolaitans. It had not become a doctrine. The third church age, it became become a doctrine. And in the fourth church age, it was organized. And it was Roman papacy. And in the, the fourth church age, that was the dark ages. You notice all the darkness on there represents... Nicoladianism or Romanism. The white part represents the Holy Spirit, the church. And as it was beginning in St. Paul's time, all the whole apostolic church was filled with the Holy Ghost. Then the aristocrats began to come in. Then they finally consolidated and made a complete new uh, church out of it, and just the little church was burnt and stoned and fed the lions and everything. In the Reformation come Luther, a little brighter, you see, in the days of Wesley. Brought in a little brighter yet. But in the last church age here, the Nicolaitan church age, that's the age that we, not the Nicolaitan, but the Laodicean, that's the age that we live in. You Notice there's not too much light. Someone, when I seen the drawing of it up there, said, Shame on you, Brother Brown, this great day of enlightenment. I said, I'll imagine when it's sifted down.
1: Uh, amen.
0: Yeah. Amen. That doesn't even do it justice. When you get the real pure in heart, born again of the Spirit, remember this was the only church age that Christ was put out of his own church, of all of them. We got a great confession, but do we have a possession is what we're talking about. Is Christ really in the church? It'll be very much in the minority. Now, now let's outline Daniel 70 of weeks. Now I might repeat here again, ministers of the gospel. If you disagree with this, all right. They are divided in three periods, as we find out in Daniel 9. Three periods. First, a seven-week period, then a three-score, and two, which is 62, and then a one-week period. They're divided in three different periods. Now, I've got it divided here on the board. The first period second period, and to my understanding by the gospel, by the Holy Spirit, that the in time God returns again to the Jew. Now, we know by all the gospels that Paul taught and the others that God will return again to the Jew. Well, then, if he's going to return again to the Jew, how can we apply it back in Daniel's time? We've got to apply it in this last age, and it's after the Gentile church has been gone. Because he deals with Israel as a nation. We as an individual. Now, I've got some writing here that I'd like to read to you as we go by. Now, the going forth of the commandment to rebuild Jerusalem, which was on the 14th day of March. If any of you want to put that down in the Hebrew, you'll find it called NIA. S-A-N, Nisan, which means March. The issue was given on the 14th day of March, B.C. 445. The issue went forth to rebuild the temple. You understand it as you, people have read the scriptures now. Until it was completed, it taken 49 years to complete the temple and the city, to rebuild it. And as the Bible said here, <clears throat> Daniel speaking, or the angel to Daniel, that the walls, uh, it would be built in troublesome times. And many of us remember when it was built, they had a mortar block in one hand and a sword in the other Amen. to watch the enemy. Amen. And it would be built in troublesome times. So here is where I find that getting my days. Now, we got two, three different calendars. We go back to the old astronomy calendar and we find out that in the Julian calendar there is 365 and one-fourth day in a year. They timed that for the passing of Sardis and the different stars and so forth. They timed it. Now we find in the Roman calendar that we live under now, 365 days in a year by the calendar. But in the Christian or prophetic calendar... We find there's only 360 days in a year. Now, you might wonder how this confusion come about. Now, this I can only say as myself speaking. I believe that back before the Andaluvian destruction, back in the days of Job and so forth, that they kept the time by the stars, and we understand, or back before that time, that the world stood upright. And then in the sin of man... The overthrow of the world and it tilted and the floods came. Therefore we have the great uh, ice glaciers and so forth. And all the top and the bottom of the earth is full of ice. We know that. And the earth does not set straight up. It sets tilted. That shuck it out from where the moon and stars were they was looking at and misplaced then or, or you could not keep time by it anymore because it's setting lopsided. Setting tilted back. Therefore, it would not hit them stars at the same time because it's, it's out of cater to them stars. You understand? I believe that's what it is. It's laying back in that condition. And that only shows that this is just a period of time. Can't you see? God don't have things out of cater. He's just letting it run like that for a little time. And I truly believe that that thing was done. And at this last days is when God's going to reveal these secrets to the church. He hasn't done it before. And the reason he hasn't done it is to keep the church watching and praying all the time. Not knowing when it was coming. But you remember in Daniel 12, he said, The wise shall understand in this last day." (coughs) See? It's been given to him. The spirit of wisdom comes into the church to make known to the church by the revelation of the Holy Ghost. Bringing the church in and revealing what day that we're living in. Just the same as Gabriel come to to Daniel, the Holy Spirit comes to the church in the last days to reveal these great, deep, secret things. Amen. Do you understand now? Now, that would knock out that astronomic ear, or the Julian year calendar, see? The Masonic ear because the world's tilted. We all know that from studying school. And uh, it's uh, out of cater. Therefore, they, them stars wouldn't pass and lie the earth at the same time. Therefore, the Roman calendar is wrong, too. Because you cannot put together the days. There's just many things that I could say right here that we find out by even nature itself teaches us there's only 30 days exactly in the year. Now, let's take revelations where we're going to have to go over here in the days of the two prophets. The Bible said they prophesied 1,203 score days. Now, you take the astronomer calendar. It was sure miss it a long ways of being three and a half years. And you take the Roman calendar that we have today, it would miss it a long way. But you take the prophetic calendar and it's exactly 1,203 score days in 30 days to the month. See, we have 30 days in some month, 31's in the next, 28 in some. See, we're all messed up. But God don't have it. Jig-jog up and down, back and forth. He hits it exactly the same. Yes, sir. Exactly the same 30 days in a month. Not thirty-one, then thirty-something else. See, but that was all done in the great economy of God to keep the church washing and praying, being ready, have your garments washed in the blood of the Lamb. But oh, in this last days, He promised. Hallelujah. Now we see where we're living. I remember the purpose, sole purpose is to do this. Now, if there was seven, look, there's exactly forty-nine days, forty-nine years, rather, in the time of the building of the temple. The seven are seven prophetic weeks. Seven weeks, because it was seven weeks determined to the temple, to rebuild the temple. And it was built in exactly 49 years. Now we have the meaning of the time of weeks. Because if the Bible said, the angel said, it's taken seven weeks until the building of the temple, and it was exactly 49 years building the temple from from March the 14th until the uh, uh, B.C. Uh, five five um, 538, until the temple was restored again and the streets was restored, exactly 49 years. So what do we get? What do we get? For if seven weeks means 49 years and one week equals seven years and seven times seven,
1: 49.
0: Exactly. There you are. So now there's no more guessing about it. We know now that each week meant seven years. Have you got it? Let's say it together. One week equals seven years. Now we know we got it. One week equals seven years. Here we are right here. The first week, 49 years to the rebuilding of the temple. Now this top line here represents the Jewish nation as it goes across. This is just time when it drops down here, it drops out of the Jewish nation into the Gentile time then goes up again and catches Israel and goes on. Now, Gentiles was not allowed any certain time. It just said time of the Gentiles. And we find out even Jesus didn't allow them a time. Well, we find out here in Luke twenty-one, twenty-four, He said they shall trot down the walls of Jerusalem until the Gentile. Let me quote that. I'm quoting it just by memory. Let me read it because it'll be on tape here and we want to be sure to get it right. All right. Do you want to turn with me to it on St. Luke 21... And 24. I studied this clearly as best I could. And they shall fall by the edge of the sword and shall be led away. Who's he talking about? Jews. That's the destruction of the temple in eighty seventy. And they shall be led away uh, captive unto all nations. Now remember, not just down in Babylon, not just over in Rome, but to all nations. That's where the Jew is today. All nations. And Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles until the time of the Gentiles be fulfilled. Yes. Then there is a lot of time, but nobody knows when it will be. See, it's a mystery. See, the Gentiles time, but Jews, and we cannot tell time by what the church, whether it's backslid it or whether it's going on or what's to do. You can't tell by that. But look at the Jews. There's a the time calendar. Do you see it? God did lot them exactly a day, hour, and time. But he never the Gentiles. He did the Jews. So let's watch the Jews. Then we'll see where we're at. Now, now the seven weeks was of uh, forty nine years. We got it clear now that one week is one week is seven years. One week. Seven years. Now we are told from the going forth of the commandment... Now we are told from the going forth of the commandment to rebuild the city to Messiah, and Messiah was Christ, of course, shall be seven weeks and three score and two weeks, making sixty-nine weeks. See? All right. And seven times sixty-nine makes... 483 years. Now, you're getting it down. If you want me to run over it again, I'll be glad to do it. Now we are told from the going forth of the commandment to rebuild the city to the Messiah shall be seven... Seven... That's the first. First, right here. Seven weeks. And three score. And two. Makes 62. And seven is 69. Sixty-nine weeks. Seven times 69 would make... Four hundred and eighty-three years. Therefore, until the Messiah. Now we're coming up to this part here. Until the Messiah, there's got to be four hundred and eighty-three years. Four hundred and eighty-three years. Now, now Jesus Messiah rode into the city of Jerusalem, triumph on the back of a white mule, on Palm Sunday, April the second, eighty thirty. Jesus rode into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, A.D. 30. And now, now from B.C. 445 to A.D. 30 is exactly 475 years. But, as we have already seen, that the 69 weeks makes 483 years. Now, there's where the trouble comes. Right there. See, we've got only... With the working of the Bible here, time, only 475 years. And actually, it's 483 years, a difference of eight years. Now, God can't make it miss. If he said it would be so many days, it's so many days. If he says it's so much, it's so much. So what are we going to do? Now, the B.C. 475 to A.D. 30 are Julian, our astronomical years. Which are three hundred and sixty-five and one-fourth day in, and in, uh, each, but when we reduce them days to our prophetic calendar, now let me stop right here just a minute, that you might know beyond one shadow doubt. I just wouldn't take that one place. I can take it through the entire scriptures and prove you that seven days is um, at uh, seven uh, one week is uh, is seven years in the Bible. I just did it over here in Revelation, it's the 13th chapter, 11th chapter and the 3rd verse. And then prophets will prophesy 1,203 score days, which is in the midst of the last week of the Jews. Then they're cut off from the Armageddon and sets in. Then if that be so, there it is again, exactly 30 days in a month. Amen. Amen. See? Then it's, a, it's not no uh, 31 days and 28 days and so forth. It's exactly 30 days in a month each time. Our prophetic calendar brings us to 360 days as we use now in the Scriptures. We have exactly 483. Amen. Amen. There it is. 483. Here we have exactly proof of the prophecy. Exactly the truth. For from the time of the going forth to build the temple until the destroying, uh, when they rejected Christ and killed Him in eighty thirty-three. When Christ has killed is exactly 483 years. Now, from the going forth of the commandment to rebuild Jerusalem was determined seven weeks, which means 49 years, and 49 years hit it exactly. Well, from the rebuilding of the temple to the Messiah was 438 years, so 434 years, and 434 times 49 makes exactly 483 years, and hit it on the nose exactly to the day. From day to day. Amen. Amen. There you are. Messiah the Prince shall come. See, seven times 69 is 484 years exactly. It hit it on the nose. So then we know perfectly, we know exactly that that Scripture is right. Here it is. But you see, all these... When God had the Andalusian world and destroyed it by water and changed the astronomy date... And then let the Romans come in and make up their calendar, which it hits and jumps and so forth. And I guess it, it, even in the encyclopedia where I've been reading, say, by the way, Brother uh, Kenny Collins. you see in the building this morning? Kenneth Collins. You know, when you sent me that big bunch of encyclopedia, I you remember that he sent me uh, almost a truckload of it. I thought, what in the world would a greenhorn like me do with all that? You know, the Lord was leading you, Kenny. That's where I got the information right out of that old encyclopedia. Times. And I was studying, and Becky uses them in her school. I got them down in my study, uh, down in my den room downstairs. And we went down there and got it, and there we looked it up and found it exactly. All the calendars and times it's ever been. See? So we got it. There it is, exactly 483 years from the going forth of the commandment to restore the, uh, to restore the building till the time of Prince Messiah was rejected, makes exactly 483 years by the calendar. Now, you see, we're using this same calendar right over here because if God used this calendar here, then he's got to use it the rest of the time through the Bible. Amen. Is that right? Amen. God doesn't change. So if seven weeks is 49 years, seven weeks again is 49 years. Amen. One week is seven years. See, so it makes it just perfectly, and if it hit exactly to the dot there, it'll hit exactly to the dot again. Amen. Amen. Oh, my. Oh, my. That gets me all stirred up. Oh, I I, I love, I love to know what I'm talking about. I I, I love it because, uh, like the old fellow said down there in Kentucky to me, he said, I like to hear somebody talking knows what they're talking about. I said, I do too. He said, that's what's me, you preachers, you don't know what you're talking about. Well, I said, I appreciate your compliment. (laughs) But there's some things we do know what we're talking about. I know that I'm born again. I know that I passed from death into life. I know there is a God because of talked to Him. I've had Him talk to me and speak with me and speak to others and tell me about others, and I know that He's God. Hallelujah. That's right. He was so nice to come down and let me have my picture taken with Him, where the scientific world can't deny it. Now turn over to Scripture and see that's just exactly to fulfill this church age, yes. exactly what takes Amen. place, Amen, so that I know that we're here. Yes. Amen. Now, we may not be educated, we may not be high, concluding people, and things like that. We may not be dignitaries, but we do know God. We know Him because of the Holy Spirit. See? And it compares with word by word to the scripture. That we know that is true. We're living in the last days. Now remember now that this prophetic year of three hundred and sixty days in the year look at everything else. Nature. If some of you people can understand, even to the women, so forth. See. 30, 30 days. Just, see, it's all nature set up like that. See? Not 31, 30, uh, 28 or something. It's exactly 30 days every year. That's the the prophetic calendar. Exactly 483 days. Here, we have the exact proof of the prophecy. 445 years before was exactly correct. Now, all that was prophesied to come to pass in those 70 weeks never happened then. So it is left for the last days now. Now, my Pentecostal brethren, now my Jehovah Witness brethren, do you realize, do you know where the 144,000 appeared? You know where all the great miracles of Revelation appeared? Over in the Jewish age. Not in ours. There's nothing recorded in it. Just your church getting ready and going out. Sure, with the power of God, we do miracles and exploits. We know that. But the real thing was over here to the Jews. I mean the real working power, miracle working. The 444,000 don't appear there. They're over, they appear not in the third chapter. They're on over in the Scriptures. farther. And now we see that all this stuff was to take place over in this time of the 70th week. The last week. Now, if they've already had 69 weeks and lived it in, Exactly the way God said it did, it happened exactly the way God said it would do, then there's one more week promised to the Jews. Now, oh, brethren, just get ready. See, listen how close we are. Last week, seven the seventh year. Now, does everybody understand up this far? If you do, everybody understands up this far that it's perfectly the truth, it's the Bible, it's the prophetic ears. Now we come up and we got him up here to the rejecting of the Messiah. See? From the to the rejecting of Messiah. The last week. Now, I want to stop right here just a moment and explain this. That when they rejected the Messiah was when they, of course, rejected Jesus as Savior and crucified him. Remember we hear what the Bible said? And he shall be cut off, but not for himself, Messiah, the Prince. Now, think how close that prophecy hit. I want to get this drilled into you, that if that prophecy hit exactly to the date, exactly to the time, and exactly the way it said it would, this other seven, this one, seven weeks left, one, seven years, rather, seven days, seven years, will hit exactly according to the Scripture. Now, remember, he was cut off Messiah, Jews, God ceased to deal with them. They did not go any farther. Then they were scattered by the Roman Empire. And now you notice on my chart here, I want you to get this now drawing. You notice here where I got the cross? That's where they were ejected. But the time extended out just a little bit farther on that. See? Why? 30, 40, 50, 60, 70. Forty years later, Titus, the Roman general, destroyed uh, uh, Israel, Jerusalem, and scattered the people to all the world. You see, Titus, 40 years later so, actually, the Jewish time extended till the complete. God wasn't dealing with them. He only dealt with them until they rejected Christ. Then when they crucified Christ, they cried, let his blood be upon us and our children, and it's been ever since. But before they got scattered, listen, oh, brother, before they got all scattered to all the world, it's taken God about 40 years to tear up the temple and scatter them out to all the world. But God failed to deal with them anymore. God failed to deal with them anymore. He went dealing with the Gentiles. You know that? Understand it now? Now, here we started in the church ages the Gentiles time. God away from the Jews. Now, my missionary brother that knew the Jews, a precious dear brother, Here somewhere, here's where I want you to catch and understand. See, God... Quit dealing with the Jews right there because God always deals with Israel as a nation. We all know that. Israel is a nation. Gentiles are a people. And he had to take a people out of the Gentiles for his name. We'll get to that in a few minutes. But now, in the seven church ages that we have went through in the Gentile time from the crucifixion of Christ until the end of the church ages... Now we got that. We've been through it all down, and we're getting to a place where we can hit the, uh, go into the seven seals, seven vials, seven trumpets, and all that is pictured together. All dealing with the Jews and God's judgment to the people upon the earth and the remnant. Remember, in this great time of persecution, there's millions of Gentiles are dying. That, that rejected bride, that, that remnant of the woman's seed, sleeping virgin, she goes right through that. It's just as clear as the seventy of weeks. Just as clear. And they will go through it. So if you haven't got the Holy Spirit,
1: Amen. you better get to it as quick as you can. Amen.
0: Amen. We're at the end time. Now notice, seven church ages. Now I won't have to go through them because we got them on tape and they're being in books and everything. That that was a time that God never said to would be so many days, so many hours, or so many years. He never said anything. He said, until the Gentile dispensation be finished. So until the... Walls would be trod down until God quit dealing with the Gentiles. Now, we find out that down through these ages, we had the Holy Spirit come in. And then God, back in the beginning, began to tell them it's the rejection of Christ. God showed John exactly what would take place during the Gentile reign. Now, see, we haven't got any limited time like the Jews, but we got a sign. We We got a sign post. Well, God did with the Jews just exactly what He said He would do. And that's 69 years. Uh, it was 483 years, but 69 weeks. And one week left, one week yet determined. Now, we cannot apply it in here because this is Gentile, the church. Now, how many understand that? Now, this is Revelation beginning with the first chapter until the third chapter takes us over to Lady Ossia. Now, we see exactly how that is all the church, church world itself. God never included the sinner; it's just unless He wants to get saved. But the church world was all white. Then come the Nicolaitans who want to form an organization. The dignitaries got to do it. This was the Nicene Rome when they had the Nicene Council. And what did they do? They organized the church. Then they begin to persecute the Christians. Then in the next church age, it almost Christianity in the way of the baptism of the Holy Ghost is all wiped out. But then it's you people know that I went back and got the history. The Nicene Fathers and the pre-Nicene Fathers and all the histories of the church and the most ancient manuscript that I could find. And every one of them proved to you that the church that God was talking about was not that organized Catholic church or no other organization. Yeah, God was talking about in you know, all those great stars of the age where men who talked the baptism of the Holy Ghost, the baptism in the name of Jesus Christ, yeah, and the coming of the Spirit of God and, and speaking in tongues and interpretation of tongues and healing and miracles and signs? Amen. That's what God loves. He can't change His mind and say, well, this is my idea of a church, the apostolic church. Now my idea is a dignitary church. God does not change.
1: Amen.
0: It's still Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And we watch and bring it then when we see God's nature in what he, and bring His Scripture out and then take the The history that shows that just exactly hit on the dot, exactly to the date, to the time, to everything that God said through John would come to pass, it happened to that Gentile age. Now we find ourselves beyond any shadow of doubt in the Laodicean age. We know we are. We come through the Lutheran age. We come through the Wesley age. Now we're in the Laodicean age, the last age. And we realize that each one of those churches had a messenger. We find out that. the Seven stars in his hand which the seven spirits went forth before God. Each one had a messenger. And we come down and we find out by the Bible what the nature of that messenger would be. What was the nature of that messenger would be? And we pick up the man in history that had that nature. And then when we find that man in history that had that nature, we come to find out he was a messenger to that church age. Then we find out what spirit and what did that man do? And we find out that he was a Holy Ghost-filled saint. St. Aurelius and all those others. And um, and St. Columbus. And all, all those men filled with the Spirit. And we know that by the Scripture, that that type of Spirit was to be upon that type of man for that same time. There it is. So it can't Amen. be wrong. Amen. 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 Glory to God. I, just, I don't know, brother. That does more to me than anything I know of. Amen. See, because it's God's Word speaking itself. When I hear God say something, I say, Amen. That's That's right. That settles it. It's all over. God said so. That does it. Well, God said that would happen that way, and we found it in history. And by the Scripture, we'd read of this church age what it would do. What would take place? What kind of a message it was to that church age? To the the angel of the church of Laodicea. To the angel of the church of Thyatira. All these different ones, and we go back in history and find out the, the master of that church, and we find out who it was. So then we draw it out, put their names under it, and there they are. Did we know that here exactly. Now, and we know that God was always was and always has been in against organized religion. Yes, sir. He said it, is what I hate. Nico means conquer the lady. laity. Is, the laity is the church, the body. Nicol means to conquer, overcome. In other words, make a holy man, somebody above the other one. We're all children. We got one king, that's God. We got one holy one, that's God. Amen. Amen. And he's in the midst of us in the form of the Holy Ghost.
1: That's
0: the holy one. Now we come down until we are positive, sure, that coming through the, the Jewish age, we got them 69 weeks exactly by history, by calendar, by God's prophetic year bringing the history of the prophetic calendar from the Old Testament over to the New and showing it's exactly the same. Now we got the Gentile church from the beginning down to the last day and we know we're living in the last days. Amen. Amen. You understand? Now, then if we are living in this last day at the end of this age... Then where are we at? Amen. Notice, way back there, you see this line draw back in here? Where God dealt with the Jews, or never dealt with Jews, it's taken him a long time to get him, it's taken him 40 years to get him into the condition to where that he could have him destroyed all the nations. All over in the days of the Gentiles. He had to get him in condition before he could make his word come to pass. See what I mean? Amen. All I understand is to say amen. amen. I want to be sure you get it. Now, what's happened? Look up over the top of this last church age. Do you see this extension? The Gentile days are finishing. And for the last 40 years, the Jews have been returning to Jerusalem, going back to their homeland.
1: Hallelujah. See where we're at? It
0: took 40 years. From the cutting off the Messiah to Titus destroyed the temple and scattered the Jews. It's been another 40 years that God has hardened the heart of all kinds of Pharaohs all over the place and drove the Jews back in their homeland. But today they're back in their homeland again. And the church is at the end. Amen. Oh, i just, I just trying to read. I can't. Notice, the Jews are in their homeland. And then going back, if you get the decline of the World War volume 2 in general, Alibi, after the First World War flew over Jerusalem and captured it and took Jerusalem, and those Christian men marched in Jerusalem with their hats off, and Alibi surrendered without even firing a gun, or... or uh, they stringed it to Albi, the church, and since then, God went to heart in Mussolini's heart, Hitler's heart, Stalin's heart, hearts of the men all over the country hating that Jew, and then the great big birds that went down and called the Eastern Airlines or the Pan-American Airlines or whatever it was, a beast called TWA was in the, the magazine, the Life magazine, I believe it was, Look or Life, I believe it was Life, just the last three or four years. And God's been running the Jews back in their homeland, which they've been away for 2,000 years while the Gentiles was making ready. Now the Gentiles has turned Christ on the outside of the church, according to Revelation, the third chapter. He can't even get back in his church. There's no place for him to go. He is rejected. And it's time for the rapture. All the redeemed through here, these little dots like this, is the going up of the saints in the resurrection. You see, we all meet right here together. The Bible said, We which are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord shall not prevent or hinder those which are asleep, all the way from here, here, and here. Now, Pentecostal brother, how can you apply them all over here in the Lady of Sin Church age? They're sleeping through every one of these ages, waiting. And we which are alive, the little remaining bunch over here, remain alive until the coming of the Lord will not hinder those which are asleep. For the trumpet of God shall sound, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Hallelujah. And we shall be caught up together with them. Amen. 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 With them. Here we are, meeting right here. to go to meet the Lord in the air. Amen. There you are. Where are we at? Right here. Where did the Messiah get cut off? Exactly where the Word said. Where will that 70th week begin? Exactly after this church is cut off. Then God returns to the Jews. Don't you remember that as soon as the church goes, the church goes and the Jews take hold, come in. But first, the next thing in order is not a mighty national, national revival amongst the Gentiles. The next thing in order is the coming of the kingdom of God, the coming of Christ. Amen. Now, if you wanted to, we could go back here now to Daniel, the second chapter, 34th verse and 35th verse. And when Daniel was given, 2nd chapter, 34 and 35, when Daniel had been given the vision that the days of his people were over for a certain time, and he seen the Gentiles coming in and saw the vision of this great big stone here, or this great big image, had a head of gold and breasts of silver. Now watch, it gets harder, silver to gold. Next, thighs of iron or thighs of brass and then iron feet and legs. But the toes were ten toes, and those toes were iron and clay. And he said it insomuch that you've seen that the iron would not mix with clay. These kingdoms, dividedly, will not mingle one with another, but they will mingle their seeds together, trying to break the power of the other one. See? Now what's happened? The head of gold was Nebuchadnezzar, which he interpreted. That another king shall come and be inferior to thee, which was dry that's the Medo-Persian, taking the Gentile kingdom over. Next come in as the medo persians was what the Greeks, Alexander the Great, and so forth, the Grecians took that kingdom over. Then what took it over from the Greeks? The Romans, and whose rule of the Gentile world ever since? Romans, Amen. Amen. Romans. Now that was iron. Then notice Rome exists to the end because it went to the end of the toad. And you've seen mud, clay, and that's people, what we're made out of, and iron, the strength of Rome, running every one of those nations. And Rome has strength in every nation under heaven. There's one man in the world can stop a war or begin a war without saying one word. That's the Pope. What if he said, No Catholic take up an arm? That settles it, brother. (laughs) Off whatever you want to. Biggest part of the world a Christian is Catholic. See? All right, let him say one word. That's why it's like the Who We we'll get into it later. Who's able to make war with the beast? Who can speak like him?
1: Amen. Who can do it?
0: Then let us make an image of the beast. That's a confederation of churches. Make an image like it. Amen. See? Confederate the denominations together which you've already done it. Amen. Oh, we're just at the end. That's all we're it, We're here at the end. Amen. Let us make an image to the beast. Something like it. An image of something looks like something. See? Amen. Now we're at the end time. Now, notice, in here, at the end of this age, now Daniel, in the second chapter, the thirty-fourth, the thirty-fifth verse, he watched this image with great consideration. And he watched it until a stone was cut out of the mountain Amen.
1: without hands.
0: Amen. And it rolled down and smote the image in the feet. And broke that, not, it never hit it on the head now. Hit it in the feet. Amen. That is the end time. Them ten toes. Did you notice exactly here, just before Mr. Eisenhower went out, the last Protestant of, the, of, of America and the, and the president? Which I doubt there'll ever be another one. But, but when, just to show that, just the people wake up, when he met, there were, the last meeting, if they, he met with Russia, there were five Eastern communistic countries represented, five Western countries. Mr. Khrushchev was the head of the eastern countries. Mr. Eisenhower was the head of the Western countries. And Khrushchev, as I understand and been told, that in Russia language, Khrushchev means clay. And Eisenhower means iron. In English. There's your iron and clay will not mix. And he pulled off his shoe and beat the salmon and everything else. It won't mix. But it was in the days of these empires. Amen. That's a rock, stone that was shoot out of the mountain without hands. Smoked the image in the feet. Down. Cut out of a mountain. Must have been a mountain of stone. Amen. It was cut out of the mountain of stone. Hallelujah. Now did you notice? Now Minister brethren and brothers and sisters over the world. To my understanding, the first Bible that was written, God wrote it in the sky. Because they must look up and see that there is a, a God in heaven. The God's above them. And if you notice in the zodiac, now don't any of you people go, you stay right with this Bible here. See? But the, the zodiac, it starts off the first in the zodiac, as I understand, is the Virgin. The last in the zodiac number is Leo the Lion. That's the first coming of Christ to the Virgin. The second coming is a line of tribe of Judah. See? Then we got the Cancer Age and also down to the Zodiac. Now we find out that there was another one written, or another one placed, and that was a Pyramid. Did you notice in the Pyramids how it started off wide at the bottom, like a mountain, made out of solid rock? Went right up, to got to the top, but there never was a cap put on the Kent Pyramid. The big pyramid there in Egypt. Take out your, if you got a dollar bill in your pocket, take out a dollar bill and look on it. And you'll find here the American seal on one side. And on the other side, it's got, at the bottom, the pyramid. And above the pyramid, the capstone, but it's a great big eye. And it's called, at the bottom of this pyramid, the great seal. Why ain't the American eagle the great seal? That's the seal of God. Remember we used to sing a little song? All along, on the road. To the soul's true abode, there's an eye watching you. Every step that you take, this great eye is awake. There's an eye watching you." That's right. Remember, we used to have a little, a little jubilee, we say, If you steal and cheat and lie, and in the church you testify, There's an eye watching you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, the great seal. Now, we know, I don't understand it, the measuring of the pyramid, but I've just been telling you people, in the last, in some of this teachings coming along, so as you see, it all goes right on together. Now, the pyramid started to represent the church wide at the bottom. As it comes up closer to the top, it begins to come more into a, a funnel shape. Now, we find out it gets right up to the very peak of the top, and they never did complete it. Why? Why? I wonder Why? Because the Bible said the headstone was rejected. They was rejected. Now watch the church age. Listen close now. Don't miss this. The church age has come from the beginning of the Reformation, Luther, back in the times there were the foundation stones as late, which is the doctrine of the apostles. Then we find out as the times went on from one age to another, the church become more in the minority uh, all the time. Until it got through, like Luther preached justification. Then, just to be confessed to be a Christian, it'd put you to death. Days of the martyrs. Martyrs. Now we find out in the days of Wesley, he was a holy ruler, if you confessed Christ then. That new method. The people got out here when Wesley come here in Asbury, they had meetings here in America to read their history where they had it in schoolhouses. Their churches here wouldn't have them. And they finally got to a place where the Holy Spirit would fall on them, and they'd fall in the floor, and they pour water on them, fan them with a the fan, thought they'd fainted. And I've been writing their meetings myself for my 50 years, and I've seen them fall under the power of the Holy Spirit like that, and they throw water in their face and everything. The old free Methodist, many years ago. That was a persecution. Now, then after that age lived by, the Western age come in, the Pentecostal age. With the baptism of the Holy Ghost. See, you're shaping up all the time. Now, remember, that headstone wasn't on it yet. Wow! They shaped the church just exactly, or the pyramid, in shape that fits the headstone, but the headstone never did come. Oh, you see where I'm at, don't you?
1: Hallelujah.
0: Now, the ministry from Luther until the evening of Pentecost, and that little bitty minority up here, that's the reason the light almost goes out in this age, down the calendar on the... Chart. It's the Pentecostal age. The Pentecostal, not, not the Pentecostal denominations, because they done just exactly like the Lady Osea. Like, there are Lady Osea. They did like the Nicolaitans. Organized. But the true church, all over the world, has shaped down to a place that there's come a ministry among them. Just exactly like the ministry oh, of Jesus are, yeah. Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, what's they got? They got the thing in condition. Now what's the next thing? This rejected stone of the pyramid. Cut out of the mountain without what? Yes. Without Amen. hands. Amen. God sent it. Amen. Do you see it? Yes. Yes. Amen. The rejected one. The rejected stone. Is the head of the is the head of the capstone. Yes. And the very one that they rejected through this Gentile age yes. is Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. And Christ was not cut and put in here as a biker, son of God, or some great dignitary in a church. He's the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And the cap of the pyramid will be Christ coming. Hallelujah. You see it? Hallelujah. Now, because if they're in shape, see where God is shape here like the pyramid? The rising of the saints? Makes them arch into glory.
1: Hallelujah.
0: You understand it now? Yeah. Christ, the headstone. The rejected stone. Y'all seen eye. Coming exactly like the Bible said. And Daniel said he watched this Gentile age until a stone
1: come out of the mountain that wasn't cut
0: with hand. They have never put a capstone on that pyramid. It wasn't cut by man's hand. It's God's hand to cut the stone. You see it? And what did it do? It hit the image right smack in the feet and yes. broke it to pieces. Hallelujah.
1: Ground it in a powder.
0: Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. What happened at that time the coming of that stone? Up went the church into glory yes. at the rapture. Because it ended the Gentile dispensation. Hallelujah. God into the the coming of that stone. You see, some people come here to church. A little man and his wife. They take a Bible and lay it down somewhere, and they go along saying, Oh, I'm looking for that stone that was rolling in Babylon. Rolling in Babylon. Go around and watch it. Looking for that stone that come rolling into Babylon. There he is. Yes. Christ is that stone. He wasn't born of man. He was born of God. He's coming for a church that's been reborn again by the Spirit of God. Because the strength of that headstone runs all through the church like a magnet. Remember about being up here watching that mill that time where they are shaping out all them things and all that scrap laying there and they swept it out? That big stone come by and picked it, that big magnet stone and picked it all up because it was magnetized to it? We've got to be magnetized to that headstone. Yeah. That headstone is the Holy Ghost. Christ! Amen. And every one of us has got that magnetism of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. When that stone strikes the image, the church will flee to it. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the glory, she will be taken up at the rapture. Of the saints when she goes forth to that day. Now, look at here. We find out. The Jews has now been returning back for about 40 years. About the same time that it's taken them to run out to the destruction of the temple. It's taken about 40 years to come back until they re-instruct another temple. See, we're right at the end of the road. Well, if the Gentile... Now, let's take the... We see the church, the coming of the stone. Let's take the last age. We went through. We see now. I believe I got some writing here on that. Let's see just a minute. And the prince that is to come, which is the Antichrist, will make a covenant with the Jewish. And, um, and Daniel seven or uh, nine twenty-seven. And in the middle of the week, three and one-half years, the beast will make a covenant. I, I, I want to get to that in a little later on. That covenant. We only, I want to start right here now. Each one of these Gentile agents is infallibly proved of their messenger of the message, and what would happen. This age here was a glorious age. The next age, it said there would be a doctrine called, or uh, something coming in called the, the sayings of the Nicolaitans. Then it come, the next thing, unto a doctrine. Then it come marriage of, to the Nicolaitan church, and the persecuting of the saints. Everything happened just that way. Amen. We come to the next, and it's a little bit of light, but then you got a little strength. And you got a name that you live, but you're dead. Strengthen that which you already have, that's not like come and remove the candlestick. Long come Wesley after that with his age. We see exactly what Wesley's age. What was it called? Philadelphia. The greatest age of love we've ever had. The Philadelphian age. was right. In John Wesley's time. When he went out, in come Pentecost, and that was lukewarm. Then we go back and find out what kind of a message would come to the Pentecostals. At the end, remember, each one come at the end of the age. St. Paul comes in. The, the rest of them come down the end. St. Arenas and all the rest of them. The other one's age carried over to the other one, laughed over, and he took take it up and went on to the next age with it. Yeah, See? Amen. Now we find out in this age, there's a star as we have there. We have a star messenger. We have a person, a, a message that goes forth to the age a people to reject it, a people to receive it. And the messenger of this age was to come in the power of Elias. Amen. Right. And he was to restore the faith of the children back to the fathers, Bring the Pentecostal remnant that's left back to the true apostolic faith. Now, the true apostolic faith, if you'll read it in the book of Acts, you'll find that there was never one time one person ever baptized in the name of Father, Son, Holy Ghost.
1: There
0: was never one of them ever sprinkled. There was none of this stuff that we have going on today called Pentecost that ever happened back there. They had true manifestations and the Spirit of God among them that was infallible in the Son of God working with them. This person that was to come forth, this message rather, that was to come forth is to be like Elijah. Elijah was to come three times. Now you say that John the Baptist is that guy. If you notice, Jesus said it was that John the Baptist was the messenger of Malachi 3, not Malachi 4. Behold, I send my messenger before my face. I think Matthew 11, 6. Right down along there you'll find it. Matthew 11, chapter. Now, but in this last days, there's to come a spirit of Elijah amongst the people. And he's to do the same thing that they did back there. His nature would be the same thing. The nature of the church, the nature of the, of the person would be exactly the same thing in that message going on. He'd be hated by the people. He'd hate women, honorary ones anyhow, bad ones. Love the wilderness, moody, upset guy all the time like Elijah was, like John was. And we've seen all this thing come to pass. Amen. If we have had the message, we see Christ rejected. He has to belong to one of these organizations or you can't get into them. Well, so he, he's told on the outside.
1: See? Yeah.
0: Christ can't work among them. Amen. What are you? Christian. What denomination belong to? I don't belong to any. We can't use you. See, he's rejected. Right, see, he rejected. So was Elijah rejected. And so was John rejected. But what, did it hurt them? Did it hurt their message? They said, oh, you stiff <laughs> They poured it on them. They didn't pull any punches.
1: They went right ahead. God's
0: message will move right on regardless of what anybody says. See? Till the consummation, and when that's which is determined, she'll be poured out, and we're at the end now. We find ourselves now in 40 years of coming back since the First World War, and the Jews have returned back to their own land. God never did deal with Israel until she was in her own land. Now, you remember when the Jews was returning back, to them Jews from down in the other nations, and the Look magazine gave the article of it. I read a clipping from some paper, some religious magazine that when they, them planes went down there to pick up these Jews way down in Iran and I don't know where all they were they scattered down. Now, them's the true Jews. Them never had an opportunity. Ah, uh, brother, there's your 144,000. When we get to Revelation 11, you'll see him. He said there's 12 tribes of Gad, 12 tribes of Asher, 12 tribes of Reuben, 12 tribes... And where were they all standing? On Mount Sinai. Jews back in the homeland. There they were. They were the ones that wasn't this Wall Street crooked bunch. No, sir. It was the real Jew. And when this old rabbi stood out there and seen this plain land, them Jews, you read it in the magazine, they were still plows, wooden plows. And when they seen that thing sitting out there, they wasn't going around it. That old rabbi stood out there and said, Remember our prophet said, When we go back to our homeland, we'll be carried back on the wings of an eagle. Yeah. Nations are breaking. Israel's awakening. Finds that the prophets foretold. Oh, We're either to fix they hit that seventh week for him. I think myself standing out there, and when Brother Petra sat down them little testaments and they read him, they said, "Well, if this be the Messiah, let let us see him do the sign of the prophet. If he is not dead, he's alive. They said he raised up again. He lives in his church. Let us see him do the sign of the prophet, and we'll believe him." The Jews always believe. Him. They know the Messiah was to be prophet. And when I stood out, you know, brother Oregon that day at the place, some Jews tell there I said, just come to our place, our people. I said, sure, I'll be glad to come. Just made a decision too quick. And I got to Cairo, Egypt. The other night when I seen that plane coming down there at Cairo, it reminded me. So when we got back there and I had my ticket to go up to Israel, he's going to meet me. I said, go gather up a few thousands of the leaders. Bring them out on the plane somewhere. We find out whether he's still a prophet or not.
1: Amen. Hallelujah.
0: Well, let's see what he'll do. Oh, that was just right in their hand. That's what they wanted. If they could see that, they'd believe it. So what did I do? Got down there that Cairo and I started to go up there. Done having my ticket. About 20 minutes of calling time. Something said, not now. The cup of the iniquities of the Gentiles isn't full yet. The Amorites hasn't been fulfilled. Stay out of there. I thought maybe I'd just imagine that. I went out behind the hangar and prayed. Stay out of there now. Then I took my ticket and went somewhere else. I didn't go. For the hour isn't yet. Now, what time that God's going to allow those Jews to start dealing with them again? I cannot tell you. I don't know. Nobody knows that. But listen, if Israel is already in her homeland, it's already all the rocks is picked up and the irrigation, the waters, and everything that God promised, they found wells and things there, and big open streams, that, that's the most beautiful place you've ever seen. They got a city built there. They got irrigation. They got the best land there is in the world there. And we find out right in the Dead Sea, there's more chemicals enough to buy the world over. See? Everything fell right in their hands. How did they do it? Because Hitler's heart was hardened. Mussolini's heart was hardened. Just like Pharaoh's heart was hardened. And driving them back in that land. And for 40 years, they've been coming back into that land. Now there they're set waiting. The Gentile church is in the Lady of Sin, into the Lady of Sin age. If the Jews are in their homeland, already there, and the Gentile apostasy has already taken place, and we have a president like we have, we have a nation broke up like we have, we have atomic bombs hanging in the hangars, we have a church that's lukewarm, we have a church of people that's pulled herself together, we have a ministry that patterns the ministry of Jesus Christ for the catch of stone when He comes, What's left to happen. Amen. Amen. It might be at any minute. There isn't nothing else left. We're at the end time. Amen. Oh, glory. I don't know when we'll be able to get into that jubilee or not, but I just want to, want to get part of it to you. Anyhow, listen. You, how many can see now? Do you see where the Scripture proves that the 70 weeks is 49 years? Amen. Do you see where the 62 weeks is 434 years? You see where the, the 69 weeks then was, was, a, was a, uh, what was it, four and eighty three years, 483 years. So this time, you see where Prince was cut off? See, so you're taking 40 years for them Jews to finally get into the place where God said, look over here, the Gentile age has come through everything that we said it would do. were not we said it would do, what the Bible said it would do. Amen. What the Bible said it would do, come right down to this last age. And for 40 years, them Jews has been returning back in here getting ready. For God to do exactly what He did here, they went out that way and they come in that way. And Israel is back in her homeland. Now, when's God going to start their last week? When? It may be today. It may be before the sun sets tonight. God will declare it. When it is, I don't know. I'm wondering. But I'm going to bring something here. Now, in a few minutes and... I don't know where you're going to believe it or not, but I, I've got to say it anyhow, I believe We're at the homeland. The Jews are in the homeland. We're at the end of the age, ready for the rapture. The rapture comes, the church goes up, we're called up to meet Him in the air. We all know that. The stone that was cut out of the mountain is ready to come at any time. And when it comes, what does it do? It does away with the Gentile age. Amen. It's all over and God completely quits dealing with them. Let him that's filthy be filthy still. Let him that's holy be holy still. See? What does he do then? He takes his church. The Holy Ghost filled. What's the filthy? That's the sleeping virgin of them. It comes up for judgment. Way over in here. We'll get that on another map when we continue this one over. Where she comes up to the white throne judgment and has to be judged by the redeemed. Paul told us not to take a matter to court because the saints would judge the earth. Right. We're at the end time Sure. Now, all right. And in the middle of this week, now here's the 70. Now, if these exactly was seven years, each one of the weeks, and we've already had 69 weeks, then we have the Gentile age, and we know we're at the end of the Gentile age, then there's one more week left for the Jews. Is that right? And that's exactly seven years. If this was seven years, that's seven years. Because he said, there's 70 weeks determined upon thy people. So we know we got seven years for the Jews. Is that true? Now look at it. If it's a question I want, to know it. See Now, and in the middle of the week, the middle of this Jewish week, see, that's three and a half years. Years. The Antichrist, the prince, a prince that is to come. And remember, he comes out of Rome. Amen. The prince that is to come. What is he? A pope a prince amongst the people that is to come. There'll rise up a Pharaoh who doesn't know Joseph. Now you Protestants say, well, now that's it, but just a minute. We find out that the Protestants has an organization makes a confederation of churches an image to the beast and go right with them. And we find out here that the Jews are called in on this confederation. Yes, sir. And they agree. And the Bible said they did. And he makes a covenant with them in the midst of the... uh, Seven, this week he breaks the Antichrist uh, breaks his covenant with the Jews. Thy people. Why? Now, we read in Revelations 11, that I'll send, that's 11, you're coming over towards 19 now, that he will send his uh, two prophets, and they'll prophesy in that time, and then they'll get angry at these prophets and actually kill them. Is that right? And their dead bodies shall lay in the spiritual street called Sodom and Gomorrah, where our Lord was crucified, Jerusalem. Is that right? And they'll lay there for three days and nights, and after three days and nights, the Spirit of life will come into them, and they'll be raised up and go into glory. The tenth part of the city fell at that time. Is that right? See? What is that in the middle of this last 70 years? When the church goes up, then the Confederation, the Sleeping Virgin, Methodist, Baptist, Presbyterian, and Lukewarm Pentecost.
1: All of them together
0: with a Confederation, which have already got their big regime now, and when they do, they'll make a covenant. Uh, well, now, this new pope that we got now wants to bring them all in. in can you see the thing he amen. can write up? to Go a talk on it, and bring them all in. First time for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. And a thousand years do it's ever been done. But now he's to bring them all in together and make a confederation in there. The Jews will accept it. Amen. Amen. Oh, amen. amen. Glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise be to our amen. God in this forever and ever. There you are. Amen. It's just the simplest, simplest, A little kid
1: gets
0: here. The Confederation of bringing Jewish and Protestant and Catholic together. And remember, what's these two prophets going to do when they come? This beast, this prince that shall scatter the power of the Holy People. What will he do? He'll break his covenant with them. After the three and a half years, he'll oust them. Now, people think that's communism. That's just because you, the Spirit of God hasn't dealt with you yet. Amen. Not communism, it's religion. Yes. The Bible said to be so close to deceive the very elected if possible. Yes. Jesus said so. Yes. He were in the last. Now these two prophets, what will they do? It's Moses and Elijah.
1: Amen. They'll rise on the
0: scene. Amen. They'll tell those Jews their mistakes. And out of that Jewish bunch that's there now. To be the 144,000, God will call these prophets. Yeah. What is it? The spirit of Elijah off of this Gentile church will just continue right on into that Jewish church. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Go right on in and call Moses with him. Yes, sir. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. You see it? Yeah. And he'll preach the same message of Pentecost to those Jews Holy. that they rejected the Messiah.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. Amen. You see it? It'll be the same Pentecostal message that these Jews will preach right over to them. And they'll hate those Jews so bad until they'll kill them. And they were hated by all nations. And in the midst of the week, because it, they had raised up a great powerful 144,000. They had the Holy Ghost and brother, you talk about doing miracles. They did them. Amen. They stopped the heavens and it didn't rain the days of their property. They smoked the earth with flags and they wanted to. do. They give plagues and everything else. Amen. They'll give them Romans are a hard way to go. Amen. But finally they'll be killed. Amen. 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 Our God is a terrible God when He's angered. But remember, that's over in the week, weekend. The church is in glory. Amen. Amen. wedding supper is going on. Yes. Now notice, that's where we see her coming back to the Millennium Temple over here at the end of the Jewish age. The anointing. Here he comes riding on a white horse. Those followed him on white horses. Horse powers. Dressed in white. blood Vesture er, dipped in blood. Rode on him. The Word of God. Become a mighty conqueror. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Set up the millennium. Hallelujah. Come into the temple. Glory. There he meets that 144,000. Now, after that 70th week here. The 70th week. This goes on during the 70th week. And the three in the middle of it, he breaks it because he kills those two Pentecostal prophets. Amen. Sir, that smites the earth, and boy, he curses that church, and he burns it with fire. And while she, we find her out there, in the shipmate, stand out to the last of last, that great immortal city of Rome. Yes, she came come to her end in one hour. Yes,
1: sir.
0: <laughs> she was blown to pieces. God knows how to do things. Yes. And while the angel looked over, he said, why, the blood of every martyr of Christ is found in her. Yes, sir. Amen heard her deceiving, going out here and organizing, making all this other kind of stuff, and polluting the church and brought them things in there and martyred the very ones that tried Amen. to uphold it and tried to bring them out. Amen. Glory! Amen.
1: Amen.
0: Oh, I, I don't know. I, I feel like traveling on. Amen. See, aren't you glad for sunlight? Walking in the sunlight. Where are we at, brother? At the last hour! It might happen anytime. We're here. The message has gone forth for the latter church. Church rejected this Christ. The Jews are in their homeland for the spanning space of time, 40 years. The new city's been built. They're watching for what? A coming Messiah. When will it be? I don't know. When that stone smites the image here, she's gone. It's all over then. Now, notice here. In the middle of the week three and a half days, three and a half years, rather, uh, breaks the covenant and causes the sacrifice and oblent that they will have set up already because they'll go right back and say, now, look, you all are churches; You can be received in this image unto the beast. We'll have a fellowship. We'll get rid of communism. We'll just swipe communism all the way out. See? And they can do it. See? And they'll do it. But now what? And set up, uh, and set up to um, this, uh, the daily worship, and sacrifice, will come back into the city when the temple is rebuilt and this prince that's to come in the middle of this week will break his covenant and do away with this sacrifice as it said, he has scattered it. and what did you last on to the consummation and notice the overspreading of abomination to make desolation the overspreading of abomination what is abomination filthiness Uh to make desolate what is that to do away with the overspreading of this to do away with that the overspreading of that Roman power to conquer all the sleeping virgins, Jews and all, we'll all be Roman or we won't be nothing. He'll break his covenant in the middle of the week, overspreading of the abomination. If it was the abomination in Jesus' time, when Rome would come over there with their propaganda, it'll be Rome again, it'll be abomination again to the church, to make desolate, and shall continue unto the consummation. What will he do? He'll continue it on unto the consummation, that's the end. Now. Jewish and Romanism, Protestantism, that is the sleeping virgin, shall consolidate themselves together in the form of the Federation of Churches. And it will be like Jesus said in Matthew twenty four, and from Revelation thirteen fourteen. Let's get to Revelation thirteen fourteen. See how I got it marched down here to see what thirteen
1: fourteen.
0: All right, sir. And deceive them that dwell upon the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do, consolidating the churches, in the sight of the beast, saying unto them that dwell upon the earth, that they should make an image unto the beast that had the deadly wound by the sword and did live. Now, we know beyond any shadow of doubt who that beast was, that power that had the deadly wound that did live. It was when pagan Rome was killed and papal Rome took its place. When pagan power was killed and papal power took its place. Now... Now, Revelations thirteen fourteen, Jesus Matthew twenty four warn him of it, an image unto the beast. Paul in Second Thessalonians the second chapter, third and fourth verse. Let's get it. See Paul, what he says here about it. that great Holy Spirit on this great prophet of the Lord. See what he says about it in the last days in Second Thessalonians uh, the second chapter. Is what it is? All right, sir, and begin with the third verse. I believe it is. Alright, let's read now. Listen close to everybody. How many believe that Paul was filled with the Holy Spirit? Amen. Amen. Watch her. Let no man deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come except there come a falling away first. He's trying to get down their head if he's coming right then, so they has got to be a falling away from the church first. See, come over this lady of sin, age. And that man of sin re- be revealed. The man of sin, unbelief. in the Holy Ghost. Unbelief. Be revealed. The son of perdition, like Judas was, treasure of the church, who opposes and exalts himself above all that's called God, or that is worshiped, so that he as God setteth in the temple of God. Brother, is there a person on earth outside of the Vatican that does that? Where's it at? I go on over here in Revelation 13 and show you that this man sets on a, in a city, and the city sets on, on, a seven hills. And the numbers of the beast is 666, wrote out in the, in the Latin the, the Roman alphabet is 666, is Vicarious, the which is instead of the Son of God on a Pope's throne. And he's got a triple crown, and I've looked right at the crown, stood as close as my hand as to my face like that, and, and seen the deck crown of the Pope right there in the Vatican. Myself, stood and looked at it, be sure I know what I'm talking about. He opposes himself above all that's called God, all the godly man. He's the holiest of all of them. Sets in the temple of God. showed himself. He is God. Forgiven sins on earth and so forth. You know. Sure. Paul said that falling away will have to come first. That son of perdition be revealed. Remember ye not that when I was with you, I told you these things. Oh, I'd like to have been sitting there hearing Paul preach that
1: with
0: you. i like to listen to him. Oh, my. Now, what's he going to do? An image unto the beast. Second Thessalonians. Now, listen. Listen close now, real close. The church was already feeling the coming of a pope. What is it? The end of that church age, Paul. Yeah. They've seen this Nicolaitan stuff is rising up. It's going to make a holy man. So, what? Pope. Worldliness and aristocrats had crept into the church and changed in the order of worship. Paul, with the Holy Ghost, had caught that in the spirit. And the church, with its classic dignitaries, dignitary personalities, and so forth, that they seen there was coming something, and the Holy Ghost was warning them of the last days. Don't you remember how Jesus spoke of it? The deeds of the Nicolaitans which finally become a doctrine and then become an organization. Brethren, we're not in darkness now. Remember, see? Here we are. The deeds of the Nicolaitans, the organization starting in, the great dignitaries and over the churches and so forth, then formed into the Catholic Church. And Paul said, "There cannot be an end time. There cannot be a time till the falling away from the real Pentecostal faith. The yeah. uh, Pentecostal faith will be done away with, and the dignitaries will be set in. They'll have a man that'll take the place of God, set in the temple of God, unopposing himself above all the people like that. And it, see what is it? Nickel overcoming the laity. See." All oh, let called God. He'll set this temple of God, like God. Paul said there'd be a falling away first in the last days. And here we are right here now and see that falling away and seeing the church getting further and further away from it and going right back again and it was the end time. Hallelujah. All right. Now, if the 69 weeks hit perfect and the Jews are in their homeland now and the Gentile church age has hit exactly to the end times, to the Nicolaitan time or to the Laodicean time. How close is the coming of the Lord? The end of all things. The end of this age. And the rapture. The moment He starts that 70th week, or seven years, the church is gone.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Can you see it, friends? Raise up your hand if you can see it. Now... Let's not be children. Let's not be playful anymore.
1: Amen.
0: We're at the end time. Yeah. Something's sticks to happen. Yeah. We're at the end. Here we are. These 69 weeks hit perfect. They're going where the Jews hit perfect. The church age hit perfect. We're at the end time. The end time. The lady of see church age, the end of it. The star messengers all preached their message. Gone out. We're just coasting. The Jews have been coming back for 40 years. They're in their homeland. What's to happen next? The coming of the stone. Amen. There we are. What time will it happen? I don't know. But brother, for me, I want to be ready. Amen. I want to have my clothes all ready. Now, we just got just a just a very few minutes. And I wish you'd listen quietly now, just for a minute. The moment he starts the seventieth week or seven years, the church is gone. Now listen. I'm quoting again, recording so he won't forget. This is what the Holy Spirit put up on my pen while I was writing. We are in the lady of sin age. The Christ is being rejected by his own church. The star of this age, the messenger has gone forth, and Israel is in her land. You see where we're at? We're at the end. Just one or two more comments. All this now that we see will help us... By His grace, as we endeavor to approach these last seven seals. See where we'd have missed it? From Revelation 6 1 to Revelation 19 21. We would have missed it. Because, see, we, we'd have been trying to apply it back there in this Gentile age where you see it's over in this age. See? Now we have proved it by the Word of God and by the history and by Everything And by the signs of the times, by the t- days that there's nothing else left, we're at the Amen. consummation of the Gentiles. What, what are we going to do about it? My soul and your soul. My life and your life. It's the life of our loved ones. We've been padded along too much. We've had too many things easy. We better get moving.
1: Amen.
0: It's later than you think. Just remember. Now, a striking statement, if you want to put it down. Listen close, please. This is my last comment. Next to I got a little bitty thing here just after this, a little note I want to speak about. Now rest just a moment and listen close. Give you something striking to go right in on this. See, there's not even a width of a knife blade between the end of this age and the coming of Christ. Everything, there's nothing else left. Is Israel in her homeland? We know that. Yeah. Are we in the Lady of age? Yeah. Has the message of this Pentecostal age went forth to try to shake the people back to the original Pentecostal yeah. Amen. Has every messenger come through the age just exactly the same thing? Amen. Is the nations against nations? Amen. Pestilence. Is there a famine in the land today? The true church driving hundreds of miles seeking to hear the word of God? Not for bread alone, but for hearing of the word of God. There come a famine. Is that right? Well, we're living right in the middle of it right here now. See where we're at? We're waiting for that stone. A striking statement. From the time God made the promise to Abraham, don't miss this, from the time God made the promise to Abraham, Genesis twelve three, to the time of Christ being rejected in AD thirty three by the Jews, according to Galatians three, sixteen and seventeen, and according to Urshers, Ushers, Ursher's chronology of the Hebrews. The power of God was with the Jews exactly nineteen hundred and fifty four years. God dealt with the Jews nineteen hundred and fifty four years, according to the chronology of the Jews and according to Galatians three, sixteen and seventeen. I got many more scriptures but just did that. Then after they rejected Christ, he turned to the Gentiles to take a people for his name. You want a scripture on that? the place acts fifteen fourteen now counting the time we we find that we have exactly listen seventeen years left and we will have the same span of time given to us as God dealing with us in the power of the Holy Spirit since eighty thirty three until nineteen and seventy seven the same span of time of 1954 years, God deals with us the same as he did with the Jews.
1: Amen. How about that? Hallelujah.
0: Now, mark down in your book a little scripture here I want to give you. Leviticus 25, beginning with the 8th verse. God called a jubilee every 49th year. The 50th year was the jubilee. We know that. Yeah. We understand that. From the first Jubilee of Leviticus 25 8 and 1977 will be the 70th Jubilee, making exactly 3,430 years. Amen. Jubilee means the going up, release. Really? Oh, we're Amen. watching for the coming of that glad millennium day when our blessed Lord shall come and catch his waiting bride right away. Oh, the world is growing, crying for that day of sweet release when our Savior shall come back to earth again. Did you get that? God has dealt with us exactly the same amount of time that He dealt with the Jews from the time He gave Abraham the promise until the rejecting of the Messiah in eighty thirty three
1: 33 was
0: 1,954 years. And now we have 17 years left We had about 1930-something years. We got 17 years left until 77 will be the 70th jubilee since the beginning of jubilees. And what will it be? Oh, brother, watch close now. Don't miss it. It'll be the jubilee of the going up of the Gentile bride... And the return of Christ to the Jews when they go out of bondage. Amen. Amen.
1: Don't you see?
0: From all the world they gather there for that day.
1: Hallelujah!
0: Hallelujah! Oh my! See where we're at? We don't know what time it might happen.
1: Oh, brother!
0: We're at the end time. Now listen to you old timers here in the the church. Has been here for a long time. I want you to notice something. I never learned this until yesterday. I picked it up from historian Paul Boyd and um, then, and I've traced it back through the scriptures, picked up these other dates here and so forth and got it and run it, traced it through. Now, in 1933, when we were worshiping over here in the Masonic temple where the Church of Christ stands today, on one April morning, before leaving home, I was dedicating my a car. got a 33 model car and I was dedicating it to the Lord's service. And in a vision, I saw the end time. Now notice how striking this is. Back in there when I was just a boy. And you can imagine what a 1933 model car looked like. Now what it looked like. And I went over there to the Masonic temple where some of you old timers in here remember. it's wrote down an old paper at home. It's already in print and went out around the world. See? That was in 1933, and I predicted that there would be some great tragedy happen to this United States before or by the year of 1977. How many remembers me saying that? Look at the hand. Now watch. I predicted seven things was yet in the making of the, before this great consummation or great thing would take place here in the United States, some great horrible thing. I said, and I remember this before it started, I said, we would go into a second world war. How many you remember hearing me and say, say, Amen? Amen? All right. A second world war. I said, the president that now is, I copied this off the old scripture, the old thing yesterday, that the president that we now have, which was, how many remember whose it was? Franklin, Franklin, D. Roosevelt. Franklin D. Roosevelt. I said, the president we have in now will run even in the fourth term, he's on his first we will run into the fourth term. And we will be taken to a second world war. I said, the dictator that's now rising in Italy, which is Mussolini, he will come into power and he will go to Ethiopia and Ethiopia will fall at his steps. There's people sitting here now that knows that there's a group of people come and stood. When I had a meeting in the Redman's Hall down there that night, when I had to go down there to preach that, Redman's Hall was going to throw me out of the hall for saying such a thing. Yes, Mrs. Wilson, I know what you That's right. Well, I said that. But did he do it? But I said he'll come to a shameful end. And he did. Him and the woman he run with was turned upside down and hung on a rope in the street. With their feet up, their clothes hanging down. All right, that come to pass. And then, I said the women has been permitted to vote. Which is a, absolutely a disgrace upon the nation. And in voting someday, they'll elect the wrong man. And they did that in this last election. My, my. Four. I said, science will progress in such a way. No, here, that's third. Pardon me, here's the next thing. The fourth. I said, our war will be with Germany. And they will build a great big... Concrete place and fortify themselves in there, and the Americans will take a horrible beating. Amen. Almighty God knows who I stand before now. I've seen those independent Nazis kicking the Americans like that and things at that wall. And there's many boys standing here now that was at that Siegfried Line that knows what it was.
1: Amen.
0: And remember, that was 11 years before the Siegfried Line was built. Is God true? Does He still foretell things to happen? Watch. That was the fourth. Now the fifth thing. Science will progress in such a way until they will make a car that will not have to be guided by a steering wheel. And the cars will continue to be shaped like an egg until the consummation, the end time. I've seen an American family going down the road in a broad way, riding in a car with their backs turned towards where the wheel should be, Look like they were playing checkers or cards. And we got it. It's on television, popper science? Mechanics rather, all have it. We got the car. It's controlled by remote control, by by radar. They won't even have to have any steering wheel in it. You set your dial like this, like you dial your phone, your car takes you right onto it. Can't wreck or nothing. Your no other car the magnet, keeps the rest of them away from you. They got it. Oh my. Think of it predicted 30 years before it happened. Now, that brings us then to the election of President Kennedy and this car coming on the, on the scene, bringing five things out of the seven that has happened exactly. Now, I predicted and I said I saw a great woman stand up, beautiful looking, dressed in real highly royal, like purple. Now, I got little princess down here. She was a great ruler in the United States, perhaps the Catholic Church. A woman, some woman. I don't know it'll be the Catholic Church. I don't know. I can't say the only thing i seen. I've seen a woman, that was all. But this is a woman's nation. This nation is number 13 in prophecy. She's got 13 stripes, 13 stars. She started with 13 colonies, 13, 13, everything, 13, appears in 13th chapter of Revelations even. She's 13 and she's a woman nation. The divorce courts in America produce more divorces by our women than all the rest of the nation. The morals in our country is lower and divorces than it is in France or Italy, where prostitutions on the streets, so, but they're prostitutes. Ours is married women trying to live with several men, and several married men trying to live with other women. In the nations where they have polygamy, it's a thousand times better, and yet polygamy is wrong, we know. But it show how degraded we are. I got a piece up there out of the paper where it showed that when our American boys went overseas in this last war. That over, I'll think it's around 70%. Well, wait a minute. I believe it was three out of four that went overseas was divorced by their wife before they got back. And it's great. Big headline says, What's happened to the morals of our American people? You've never seen it? All of you did, again. What's happened to the morals of our American women? Plants, working, out there with other men. It's a woman's nation. What's she going to have? A woman god or a goddess. Now, then, after that, I turned and looked, and I saw this United States burning like a smolder. Rocks had been blown up, and it was burning like a, a heap of fire and logs or something had just set it afire. And looked as far as I could see, and she had been blowing up. And then the vision left me. Five out of the three has happened. A five out of the seven, rather, has happened. And here comes around and shows. And then I predicted, I never said the Lord told me that, but standing that morning in the church, I said, the way progress, I got back to one of the wall and run to the other end of the wall, and I said, the way progress is going on, I'll predict at the time, I don't know why I'm saying it, but I predicted that'll all happen between right now, 1933, and 1977. And not knowing it, God knows my heart, I never noted until yesterday that 1977 is the Jubilee and exactly the same amount of time run out that you give with Israel and everything at the end.
1: Amen.
0: So we're at, and here Amen. we are at the end of the age, at the coming into the 70s week, we don't know what time that the church will be gone. Amen. Oh my, what can we Amen. do, friend? Where are we at? Do you see what we are now? Amen. Do you understand D- Daniel's 70s week now? Amen. See, now when we go on into these seals and things breaking these seals, the first one comes forth, a white horse rider, he's got a bow in his hand. Watch who that guy is. Watch that pale horse ride after him. See? Watch who it is. Look how they come in. Watch those 144,000 come in. Watch that sleeping virgin when she comes up. Then watch all these things take place, the pouring out of the bowels, the wolves, the three unclean spirits like frogs. Watch those things, how they fit right in those plagues. Exactly when they're poured out. Every time a seal opens, a plague pours out and a destruction comes. Watch what takes place right now at the end. And oh, watch these three prophets, or these two prophets, when they raised up here and in the middle of the week, they're cut off like that, and then starts the battle of Armageddon, and then God begins to speak himself. And then he stands and begins to fight. The prophets are striking the earth. They're preaching the name of Jesus Christ. They're baptized in the same way. They're doing the same thing as the first Pentecostal fathers did, and many are following them, But that who confederated that organization moved right on down. And even the power of those prophets didn't break it. And finally they said, We'll make it all one organization. And he brings in what is it? The abomination. Romanisms. will overspread the whole thing. That make desolation. The abomination that maketh desolation. Takes in everything. The filthiness. You remember the old mother prostitute that sat upon a beast? Scarlet clothed like that. Had seven heads and ten horns. You remember that? She had a cup in her hand of the filthiness of her abomination. As a doctrine that you put out to the people. There we are, my brethren. We're at the end time. Oh, Little children. We never know. We may never live to get back again tonight. We may never live to see one another again. I don't know. But the end is so near. The end is so close. Here's the scripture. There's this absolutely perfectly scriptural proof. Now, if there's something you didn't understand, write me a note let me know about it. See? Say something. Some of you brethren out there on the tape, and the other parts, if there's something I can help you, let me know. You might disagree with me. I might disagree with your organization. Not you, but the system of your organization. I do not disagree with the Catholic people. I do not say that I don't like Catholic people. I don't like organization people. That isn't it. I love all people, but I disagree with that system It's keeping you bound down. That's what the system of it. That's it. I wasn't against Germany, it was the Nazism. I wasn't against the Italians, it was against the the fascism. And remember, I made another prediction in that time, just a prediction. And many of you old-timers remember, I said these three great isms try and take a hold in the world today. Fascism, Nazism, and Communism. And what did I say? They would all wind up in Communism. then I just had you all repeat it over, keep your eyes on Russia. Remember that? Keep your eyes on Russia. She'll all wind up in communism. And then it'll all wind up finally in Catholicism. Remember, it'll all wind up in Catholicism in the end time. That's exactly right. That's at the Battle of Armageddon, right over in here, when Christ comes himself. But these three prophets, these three and a half years the and that's Revelation eleven 3. You've read it many times. I'll give power unto my two witnesses, and they'll prophesy 1,203 score days. How many is it? 1,203 score days? Three and a half years. And then they shall be killed in the streets, right in the midst of this 70th week. So you see where the 70 weeks of Daniel are? You see where we're living at? Yeah. We're at the end, my beloved friends. We're at the end. The days nations are breaking. Israel's awakening. The signs that the prophets foretold. Here we are. The Gentile days are numbered here, with horrors encumbered. Return, O oh, disperse, to your own. That's saying. The day of redemption is near. Man's hearts are failing for fear. Be filled with the Spirit, your lamps trimmed and clear. Look up, your redemption is near. Oh, my, isn't that wonderful? Nations are breaking, Israel awaiting the signs that the prophets foretold. The Gentile days numbered with horrors and comfort. Return, O oh, disperse, to your own. All together, A day of redemption is near. Man's hearts are failing for fear, Be filled with the Spirit, your lamps trimmed and clear. Look up, your redemption is near. Let me sing you a little verse. False prophets are lying, God's truth they're denying. That Jesus the Christ is our God.
1: Hallelujah!
0: They're making some third person. Yes. You know that, yes.
1: Yes.
0: but He isn't. Amen. He's our God. Amen. But we'll walk where the apostles have trod. For the day of redemption Amen. is near. Man's hearts are failing for fear. Be filled with the Spirit. Your lamps trimmed and clear. Look up. Your redemption is near. Aren't you glad? Back to the message, brother. Back to the original. Back to Pentecost. Back to the real blessing. Back to the name of Jesus Christ. Back to the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Back to the signs and wonders. Back to Pentecost. Away with the organization. Back to the Holy Ghost. He is our teacher.
1: Thank you. Amen.
0: For the day of redemption's drawing near. Man's hearts are failing for fear. Be filled with the Spirit, your lamps trimmed and clear. Look up, your redemption is near. Isn't that wonderful? What did the prophets say? There will come a time when it will be... You can't say night or day. Look, it's then. See? Oh, so bad to the church ages. But it, it shall be light in the evening time. The path to glory you will surely find. In the waterway is the light today. Buried in the precious name of Jesus. Young and old, repent of all your sins. The Holy Ghost will surely enter in. Hallelujah. These evening lights have come. It is the fact that God and Christ are one. Hallelujah. It shall be like all the other in the evening time. The path to glory you will surely find. In the waterway is the light today. Buried in the precious name of Jesus, young and old. Repent of all your sins. The Holy Ghost will surely enter in. For the evening lights have come. It is a fact that God and Christ are one. Not three, but one. Back to the message. Back to the beginning. Back to what Paul taught. Back to the baptism he baptized with. You've seen people baptized the other way. He told them to come be baptized over again. He said, if an angel come from heaven and preach anything else, let him be accursed. So, back to the message again, friend. It's the evening time. Oh, I love him so much. Don't you? How many sees Daniel's 70th week down? See what the 70th week is. How many please say amen? Amen. amen? amen. Praise be to God. Now, oh, what's the next thing? The seven seals now. We drop right in on them. When the Lord will permit. When that'll be, I don't know. And just whenever he delivers it. Then we'll go right into it. Then we're going to have a long, long meeting. Because we going to take from the six chapters to the 19th to get through it. And as slow as I am with it. <laughs> now, I do not want anyone to go away misunderstanding this. Take still playing. I don't want anyone to misunderstand. Me. Don't misunderstand. Now and say, Brother Branham said Jesus will come in nineteen and seventy-seven. I never said no such no. a thing. Amen. Jesus may come today, Amen. but I have predicted that between thirty-three and seventy-seven something would take place. That these things that I've seen come to pass in the vision would take place, and five of them has already took place.
1: Amen.
0: And I believe with the atomic things that we have now. And did you see what our president just said? Wanting another war, he wants to make an example out of um, uh, out of Berlin. He said. "Want to make an example? What about Cuba here in our back door? Want to make an example out of that? What about that? Oh, such nonsense! See, oh, brother, we're just at the end there. It's going to come out this way God said it was. So, don't yeah. used to do anything but just reading what He said and get right and get ready for it and let her come. Man, we're waiting for it. We're watching for the coming of that glad millennium day when our blessed Lord shall come, catch his waiting bride right away. All the earth is groaning, cry for that day of sweet relief when our Savior shall come back to earth again. Oh! thousand years we'll have safer that after Jesus shall come back to earth again how many's ready raise your hand oh my oh our Lord is coming back Let's just stand and shake hands with one another our Lord is coming back to earth again oh Satan will be back shout How kind of loose enough get that old formality out of you. Let's sing it. Oh